0: Thank you, Lord. Amen. God is good. Amen. He's just doing great things. God's doing great things. And you know the you got an enemy and he's trying to fight, he's trying to kill, steal, trying to destroy, but you got Jesus who's come to give you life in abundance to the top till it overflows. How about you take that life part and do the best with it? Amen. I think that's just kind of a, a the first chair mindset we've been talking about. First chair, second chair, third chair, we're getting out of out, you know getting out of the chair of conflict, getting a, quit quit being complacent, get, getting you know don't don't stop off at that chair of compromise. How about we just how about we just break that off of our life and, and get on over there into a seat of commitment. As for me and my house, we're serving God, we're going after what God's called us to. Amen. And, and, and realizing the promises of God are real. Amen. I said the promises of God are real. And they're mine. Amen. No weapon formed against me can prosper. It does not say no weapon will be formed against you. This is not my note, so I'm going to go to it real quick. Isaiah 43, right? I'm about verse 18, let me look. No, that's not right. It's going to be closer there, I think. Let me look. No, it's Isaiah 54. So we're, we're still looking. I don't want to lead you astray because, you know, I might just never know. I might just take off, start lying or something. 54:17. <laughs> no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against you, in judgment, you condemn it. Hello? This is the heritage of the servant of the Lord. How many of you are serving the Lord? I'm just a servant of the Lord. Amen? You stuck with me. Because I'm serving God. I ain't here to make you happy. I'm here to serve Him please him amen and, and, and i gotta tell you something that as a servant of the lord this applies for your life too but as a servant of the lord your righteousness is from him so when the judgment that words are coming up against you don't fret it because you're the servant of the lord you, you know, uh, this week, we're, we're kind of interrupting the fun thing because I'm just going to get real pastoral for a little bit tonight. Some of y'all going to love it. Some of y'all going to hate it, and I couldn't care less uh, because, I, I, you know, Todd and I, we, we were, uh, with Al Ochoa, you know, one of the trustees, we brought him in for a meeting, and uh, we were getting tickets, and we, I got a little notification in my email the other day. Um, Todd and I were having breakfast, just so happened, and it said you, that we could fly. To, because of Allegiant, we could fly to Arizona for $64 each way, and we looked, opened up the calendar. And sure enough, those were the dates, and we just booked them. We're sitting there having breakfast. We're booking, we're booking flights. And so we were gone all last week, Todd and I, <laughs> in uh, Mesa, Arizona, playing golf and riding motorcycles. And uh, I'll come back fired up. And, uh, 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 and, and just realizing that, you know, every once in a while, we get opportunities to share stuff with you. That might help you when when you're under attack and just here's how we do it. This is how we roll. Here's how we're going to here's how we're going to roll through this stuff. And, and and this is what this is what we're going to do. And and uh, we're, we're just uh, you ever had you ever had one of them days when it just seemed like, uh, you know, stuff blows up and you go, what the heck was that? Only you don't say heck. You know, you could say, what in hell was that? Because I think that's where it came from. I don't know. I just have to analyze that and think about it later. Uh, but but weapons formed against you, they're not going to prosper. does not say weapons will not be formed against you. I just want you to know weapons are going to be formed against you. They're going to be formed against us. Uh, but they will not prosper. Tongues will rise against you. In judgment. And a lot of what they say might even be true, but your righteousness isn't of you to begin with. Who are you a servant of? You're a servant of the Lord, so your righteousness is from me, says the Lord. You know, you just gotta you gotta get a revelation that there are some things that the enemy would love to do to disrupt destiny. But there are, I want to talk tonight for a couple minutes about destiny definers and, and moments. I want to remind you of a scripture we had last week, Psalms 1. Let's just read it starting in the Amplified. Blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable. I'm telling you, that's, that's the definition of your life. It's the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, not who's following their advice, their plans, their purposes. Who are the ungodly? Those are people outside the plan and the will of God. And you're not standing submissive or inactive in the path where people who are missing the mark are at. And you're not sitting down to relax or rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. But your delight and desire are in the law of the Lord. And when you're day and night uh, meditating the precepts and the instructions, the teachings of God, and habitually meditating that day and night, check out verse 3. You're going to be like a tree planted, tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth fruit in season. Everything he does shall prosper. Come on now, we're talking about you. Look at, look at your neighbor and say, yeah, he's talking about you right now. Um, I, I don't want to go to verse four. Let me just read the first four words: "Not so the wicked." Drop down to verse six. The Lord knows and is fully acquainted with the way of the righteous. Remember, uh, remember the, the righteousness—his way of doing and being right. Uh, Matthew six thirty-three. Seek. First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing, his way of being right. But it's his way, his way, his way. Uh, Remember, we fasted and prayed looking for a way, the right way for us, the right way for our kids, the right way for our substance. There is a right way, right, which means there's also probably a wrong way. There's a right way to do things, and there's a wrong way to do things. There's a right way to approach things and a wrong way to approach things. And we're seeking the right way. And look back at Psalms 1-6. The Lord knows and is fully acquainted with the way of the righteous. The, the, what are righteous the people are going after? His way. And the way of the ungodly, those living outside God's will, shall come to naught. You know, I think sometimes we get really freaked out. Because there's people that we think are, are coming against us or there's voices that are rising against us. But it's out, if we don't believe that's the will of God, we believe that we know the will of God and that's not right. Well, just relax. It'll come to naught. I said, just relax. It'll come to naught. The Lord is fully acquainted with the way of the righteous. He ain't going to get too shook up over it. No weapon formed against you can prosper. Tongues that rise against you. Hello? I mean, give it 30, 40 minutes and have yourself a party. You know, just feel bad and upset. And then move on. Okay? And move on. And let's, let's go do what God's called us to do. Right? The Proverbs fourteen twelve. you know this, that there's a way that seems right. But that way don't wind up too well. God, God, God wants you to give him the way and you focus on the end, Right? You focus on the end, let him direct the way. Ezra 8, I already mentioned it, we we fast and we pray looking for the right way. What are we looking for? Well, Well, things that define the way. What's the way that we should go? What's the way for our kids? What's the way for the next generation? What's the way for our substance? And I find it interesting, and I'm going to be very transparent tonight and very upfront and very bold. Now, I find it very interesting that we start the year off and we're fasting for the way and we're pressing looking for the way. And I'm going to tell you something that it, it, it's like uh, and I know that there are some that think that they should have equal time. This ain't your church. You're not going to get equal time. You got to sit and listen today. There's a way that seems right to you that sucketh. So now we're going to do it God's way. And he put me here as the pastor. You know, uh, uh, I've had a couple of opportunities in the last week or so to to check out whether I'm really born again or not. Found out I was. Barely. But I was. I'm born again, Marty. Man, I have grown. I'll talk to you later. I have grown. I've been, you know, I've been challenged this week and told that I'm not a man of integrity and I'm a liar. And that uh, the church is going to fall. And we're going to have all kinds of problems. And and, and all and, uh, this is from people who love me and are wanting to protect me. I, I, that's the Holy Spirit's job, by the way. And I don't put you on the same level as him. So I uh, don't need you doing that. And honestly, the world shook for about thirty minutes. And then I realized this is a golden opportunity to show you how to walk through this kind of crap. We're just going—we're just going to go through it. Uh, There's a way that you can handle it. There's a—there's a. Remember, I think it was Jesus who said, uh, "There's a narrow gate. There's a wide gate. The gate that's narrow." You know, that's hard to get through, it's straight and compressed that leads to life. There's just a few that find it. That wide gate, that's easy one. Well, you just you gotta look for the way. There's there's two different ways. There's always two ways. There's two gates, two paths, two destinations. There's a narrow gate, a challenging path. Destination's life. There's a wide gate, easier path. Destruction. Dead the way of death it's not not breathing it's just dead to potential dead to the promise dead to the calling dead to the will of god dead to the plan of god i don't think you ought to go down that path i think life is about choices and the choices we make determine the path we take deuteronomy 30:19 i've set in front of you life and death choose life Choose a path. John ten ten. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy it. Jesus said, But I've come that you might have life. You gotta make a choice. Proverbs says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. It's two paths. We're living lives that are constantly dealing with crossroads. You have crossroads in marriages, crossroads in relationships, crossroads in careers, crossroads at commitment to to church, to to rotary, to the club you're in, all sorts of areas of life. And at the crossroads, you reach a point where you're going to deal with destiny definers. And that's the decision you're going to make, which path am I going to take? And unfortunately, for a lot of us, we're going to come to a crossroad. I love Isaiah. He said, you'll hear a word behind you saying, this is the way walk in it when you get to the crossroad. It shouldn't freak you out that uh, you're going to come to a place where there's decisions that have to be made. You might as well just get used to it and deal with it. I'm going to have to make some decisions. Uh, At some point in the journey, I will have to make choices. So how do I do that? How do I do it according to the Word of God? Somebody say amen. All right. Just remember it's the it's the it's the strategy of the enemy, I believe, to get you off track. To get you out of the plan of God. To get you away from the purpose of God. To to get you to sabotage where God's leading you. I believe that's the enemy's purpose. So you know, how many of you guys read a chapter of Proverbs every day? Okay? You ought to do that every day. There's one for every day of the month. Just go through Proverbs. and, 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 And there's some great chapters. Chapter 10, almost every verse compares Two contrasting paths. Almost every verse contains a but right in the middle of it. If you live this way, life. But if you live that way, death. Let's look at it for a minute. Proverbs 10. A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is the grief of his mother. Treasures of the wicked profit nothing, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord will not allow the righteous soul to famish, but he casts away the desire of the wicked. He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. But, 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 but. A lot of people are led by their butt. And it's hard to have vision. Say law. Living right keeps you on the path of life and away from death and the path of destruction. Look at verse 21. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of wisdom. You know, what is it that's going to keep us on track with God? Well, it's going to be godly wisdom. We need wisdom in our life, and we need the wisdom of God in our life. And wisdom, godly wisdom. Well, whoa, whoa, man, that sounds heavy. All it is is God's Word applied to your life. Okay, don't get all deep and, and uh, you know, uh, It's my understanding that I can't really be called a pastor because I didn't go to Bible school. Bible school, BS. Okay, um, I don't have a BS. I don't know much. But I know this. That if you're going to live a successful life, you're going to do it because of godly wisdom. And that ain't real deep that you can't understand. It's just you apply God's word in your situation. And you're going to have yourself some godly wisdom. All right? God, look at your neighbor and say, I I can do this. You know, uh, God's Word of God, just doing what he said. Wouldn't it be cool if we just did what his Word says? It would really be easy. You know, Nike's thing, just do it. That's really a biblical concept. You can know what you ought to do. You know the right way for us, the right way for our kids. You can can understand why you ought to do it, but wisdom isn't knowing or understanding. It's just doing it. Jesus said, you know, the wise guy hears me and does what I said. The fool hears me, but he don't do it. So let's be wise. Somebody say amen. amen. Proverbs 8. Does not wisdom cry out and understanding lift up her voice? Think about wisdom's crying out. It's shouting at you. Look, look at your neighbor and say, wisdom's shouting your name. You know, we act like we can't find godly wisdom. It says it's shouting. You know, how many times in the Bible does it say, incline your ear unto wisdom? What does that mean? Lean into it. What, what are you listening for? You know, just, you know, we face situations. The whole world faces situations. And the Bible says that God's wisdom is crying out. He said in James, if you lack it, ask me. I'm going to give you my wisdom. Lean in. I just want you to see this picture. Uh, You know, just whose voice do you want to hear? How are you going to deal with the the disruption of purpose and destiny? Because I'm telling you guys, some of y'all are going to have to deal with it. Some of you are going to be confronted to make choices. I bet you $500 right here and right, right now. Because we're, we're making, we're making, you're going to see changes in the house. And some of, some of them are going to want you to, you know, well, you know, hey, come here. I want to talk to you. Who are you going to listen to? I don't want you listening to me. I want you to lean into him. You, you, you just lean into God. Hello, Somebody. You you just lean into God's wisdom. Listen to what it says in verse 2. She takes her stand on the top of the high hill beside the way where the paths meet. I love this. Wisdom takes her stand on top of the high hill beside the way where the paths meet. There's two contrasting paths, one to life, one to death. Wisdom takes up her place at the intersection. My God, I love that. And, you know, where does wisdom stand? Well, right there at the crossroad. And you're probably at a crossroad in your life, and you're going to listen. And the reason you're going to listen is because your future is going to produce an end result which is going to be based upon the character that you've developed, which is based upon the habits that you've erected, which is based upon the actions that you've consistently performed, which is based upon the choices you've made, which is based upon the emotions that you've felt, which is based upon the thoughts that you've thought, which stems from the words that you've built your life on. So you're going to listen to, you're going to, listen to voices. You might, you might think people who hear voices are weird, but you want of them. And you're you're listening to voices, and those voices are speaking words, and those words are dictating your thoughts, and those thoughts are creating your emotions, and those emotions are are causing you to make your choices, and those choices are determining your actions. Those actions are are developing your habits, and those habits are, are creating your character, and that character is going to tie you to an end result. Well, at the intersection, there's a voice. Wisdom. And you're leaning into that thing, and you are listening to that thing. It's right where the, where the paths are me, and you've got to open your ears to his saying. Look at another one, Proverbs 24, 3. We're probably going to read a couple of Proverbs tonight. Through wisdom, see, we need wisdom. Amen? You need godly wisdom. Through, through wisdom, and, and the Bible's talking about godly wisdom, okay? Uh, godly wisdom, a house is built. You know, the Bible describes life as a house. Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, your, your, your body, your life, the church, it's a house. So godly wisdom, hang with me, godly wisdom stands at the place where paths meet. And your choices are going to take you towards the death of something in your life or breathe life into something in your life. That's where wisdom stands, at the crossroads. And the promise is wisdom, godly wisdom, will actually build your house. Wisdom will build... Your life. That's what wisdom does. Wisdom builds my house. So when how do I know if I'm hearing God? Was it gonna build you? Wisdom for your life. Wisdom for you know your inner man, your outer man, your influence, your 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 impact. Proverbs one, verse twenty. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in open squares. She cries out in chief concourses and at the openings of the gates in the city. She speaks her words. Open squares, at places of business. You know, it's it's, it's not just you know, it's not just getting wisdom, you know, for the house, but wisdom. How about from a life? Chief concourses, major avenues of life uh, for your direction, every main avenue of life. It, remember, Jesus said, go out in the highways and the byways. The concourses is where relationships are built. And, and you know, here's the challenge is that you got relationships, but eventually they're going to take you one way or another. Who's going to decide? Well, it depends on which voice you listen to. At the opening of the gates of the city, you know, the entry point. The entry point uh, for resource and supply. Well, you know, when when they were in, in wartime, there was only one way in and one way out. Well, you're going to set that gate. What comes in, you know, you're going to have to determine that. Wisdom for the house. Wisdom for the open squares, the chief concourses. We need wisdom in every realm of our. Life. Second Corinthians 10. Remember, it says uh, we walk in the flesh, but we do not war according to the flesh. And the deal is, is that, uh, you know, spiritual warfare, it's not it's not about it's not attacking people. But there's spiritual stuff that's going on. And you need wisdom. In the spiritual realm. I think at church, a lot of times, we get so focused on the spiritual realm, we forget the natural realm. Well, you've got to kind of have some wisdom in the natural realm, too. Hello? I, I want my boys to know, you know, wisdom for church life, but I'd like them to have wisdom for life. Hello? It's you need to understand that God, because I think some people think, well, you know, out there in the world, in the real world, no, the, this whole thing is all the real world. And you need godly wisdom, godly wisdom, for every step you're taking, for every decision you're making, and realize that your destiny is tied to every bit of that. Hello, somebody. You know, Proverbs 4, 7, wisdom is the principal thing. So get wisdom. Look at verses, uh, I love Proverbs chapter 4. You know, it's the one where my dad found the, the word of God is life to those that find health and healing. But Check this out. Start at verse 10, 410. Hear my son and receive my sayings and years of your life will be many. How many would like that? Have I, ta- I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. Look, the right path. Wisdom, godly wisdom will lead you down the right path. That means there's a wrong path. You need to lean into God and hear for the right path. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. When you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Don't let go. Keep her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked. Do not walk in the way of the evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they don't sleep unless they've done evil. And their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. Be careful what they're feeding you. But the path of the just. Oh, this is us. Because the just shall live by faith. But the path of the just is like a shining sun. Come on, God will turn the lights on for you. The path of the just is like a shining sun. It's getting brighter and brighter. You know what it says? Shines ever brighter. It's getting brighter and brighter. Uh, oh, no, you're going down in a, in, a, in a, you know, it's going to be a pile of smoke. It just ain't a God word. God is doing some crazy awesome things here. Well, you're not ready for it. You're getting way out ahead of God. I got news for you. God's running the show. And he's in control. And I rode around Phoenix, Arizona with Al this week. And if God wanted to take me out, he had a lot of opportunities. Good Lord. Thank you for the prayer support, by the way. Life's getting brighter. We're going to do amazing things for God. I said, we're going to do amazing things for God. Well, you know, we're really worried about all that money. Well, then sit down with the trustees and have them give you a financial report. Uh, But don't get bullied into thinking that something's wrong. Let me tell you what's wrong is that uh, I've had some people, I've asked for two years, let's love each other, agree with each other, be deep-spirited friends, and they they haven't elected to do that. And now there's something wrong with me. Well, that sucks because I'm a pastor. You know, I, this week, I'm going to be honest. I told you I'm going to be kind of transparent tonight. We're almost done. You're going to get out of here. This week, I kind of, you know, I think I had a revelation of what Jesus felt like when Peter rebuked him. I've been rebuked by people who love me, who are supposed to be protecting me. And so tonight, in the words of my Savior, I say, get thee behind me, Satan. Well, that's kind of harsh. Well, I just figured I'd find something Jesus said and say that. Um, and like I said, a lot of you are going to be challenged because you're probably going to be asked or informed about what's wrong with me. That's going to take quite a bit of time. No joke. It's going to take some time. But you just need to understand something. I'm not really in control here. God is. And this might be The last time I get to speak to some of you. So I'll just tell you right now, right up front, we love you. But if there's any question, any doubt in your heart that we're not following God, you probably should pack up and go. Because we don't plan on slowing things down. I plan on increasing like crazy. I'm going for it. And I have no hard feelings. I'm not mad, I'm not angry, I'm not upset, but but somebody did get me fired up. I want to read one more thing to you just cuz you you just got to get this and then we're gone. Proverbs 2:10 through 14. When wisdom enters your heart, knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you, understanding will keep you, and it will deliver you from the way of Of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who lead the path of unrighteousness. When wisdom enters your heart, knowledge is pleasant to your soul. Discretion will preserve you. Understanding will keep you. There's four things here knowledge, understanding, discretion, and wisdom. And I'll use our boys for an example here. Uh, Our boys have grown up in a house where they have learned this. The Word of God works. Okay? They know this. Trust me. If my boys know anything, they know the Word of God works. They can quote a lot of my sayings to you. They know my stuff. They've heard my teaching. They they know it. Which, by the way, uh, I just want to put on record. I do not beat my wife. Back to my message. The Word of God works. They know it. That's called knowledge. Okay? Knowledge. Knowledge. Now, Evan went off for a while. He went to Master's Commission, served there for a year. Stephen went to Rama Bible School, trained for two years there. He's working now at Guts Church. TJ has witnessed years of living examples. And and, 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 and I say that to say this, that now they, they not only know the Word of God works, but they're beginning to understand how, you know, Hermenetics, homiletics, numerology, the Pentateuch. They, they, they're starting to get their mind wrapped around all that stuff. And now they not only know it works, but they're beginning to understand how it works. That's called understanding. Right? So you can have knowledge and you can have understanding. But if you don't have discretion, see, that's a different issue. Discretion, that's like good sense or uh, good taste in the way that you handle things, in the way that you say things. Can I just tell you a good taste when you come to rebuke me Uh, would be to at least use the word pastor. Not because I deserve it, but because the office does. Um, Discretion, you know, discretion will preserve you. See, you can have all kinds of knowledge and all kinds of understanding, but if you don't have discretion... You know, it's the it's kind of the idea of discipline. Uh, it has the idea of using some class. You know, uh, there was a season. Uh, I wish he was here tonight. He won't mind. There, there was a season when um, Keith and I were having a few issues, and I and I just went to Keith and I said, uh, Keith, I'm, I'm going to have you sit on the bench for a while. Taking you out. How do you want to handle it? And he selected to do it a certain way, and I said, okay, I'm with that. It wasn't long till. We, we prayed together. We had some time together. And then he stepped right back in. Most nobody really even knew anything had happened. It, it wasn't like a couple of weeks either. It was quite a bit of time. And, of course, Wednesday night, Keith spoke. How many of you enjoyed that? Yeah. Well, gave the same opportunity to somebody. And they decided that they're going to throw some bombs and use some knives on the way out. See, it's no class. It, this is what discretion is. It will preserve you. Let me put it this way: You can know smoking, and if you've smoked, don't don't freak out, but just listen. It, you can know smoking's not good for you, and you can understand exactly why. I mean, you, you uh, I'll I'll be honest with you: I, I know it ain't good for you, but I don't understand the you know the chemicals and the the cell stuff and how to, I don't know. They just matter of fact, I really don't believe people smoke. Nobody smokes cigarette smoke. You just a sucker holding it. Okay, but but that's one of my dad's jokes. I just thought I'd use it. Okay, it's kind of good. Wow, wow. Oh, you can get me on something else. Oh, well, it's true. Anyways, you can know, you can know it's not good for you. You can understand why. But see, that discretion doesn't keep you from doing what's wrong. Because your soul... Is more pleased. It's more you know, you know. It comes out of what's pleasant to your soul. Re- re- read that again. Uh, start. Where did we start that at? Um, wisdom enters your heart. Knowledge is pleasant to your soul. So you have got to ask yourself, what's more pleasant to your soul? It, what's pleasing to you? What what's what's gonna what's gonna work for you? And that's gonna determine the wisdom that you're gonna build your life on. Well, see, if godly wisdom is not pleasing to your soul, then you use any kind of wisdom you can locate to do whatever makes you feel right. But there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. And the ways thereof are the ways of death. You know, it, it's evil. It's wicked. It, it's, not, it's not, you know, and when you think thinking evil and wicked, don't think this guy's demonized and he's possessed by the devil. I mean, it can lead to that, but it, it might start just by surrendering to negativity. It can start because, uh, well, you know, you shut stuff down or you made decisions and I wasn't included. and You hurt my feelings. You start there and it just boys, It's the message of your hurt that you've rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed. So whose voice are you going to listen to when you're looking at how you're going to define your destiny? Well, you better lean into God. You better lean into God. You better hear. You better hear the voice of God. And what a great time to learn it. You know that. Uh, you know our loyalty is not to each other. It's to the Lord. It's to the Lord. And and to protect what God's doing here. There's probably some folks that are going to be asked to just move on. We'll lean into God and find out. You know, because loyalty will force you. To choose sides. I know nobody wants to. But loyalty will force you. Joshua said. As for me and my house. Sorry guys. We're choosing sides. If it seems evil. For you to come this way. Then you go that way. If it seems wrong for you. To walk with us. Well be blessed. We love you. But we're going to continue to do exactly what God's called us to do as a matter of fact, I actually feel like we're probably going to pick up speed now because it's just time to roll amen now here's what I want you to do tonight it's just, it's just kind of awkward message, but you know every now and then you just got to be pastor and I got to speak it because uh i i I'm not fully persuaded that uh Well, because of the way I was handled the other night, I'm pretty certain that people aren't going to use class on their way out. So they're going to come for you, I want you to be prepared. I love you too much to let you get blindsided. So be ready. And, again, don't build your life on my word. Build your life on God's word. And lean into that, and we will support you forever. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you. Thank you for the call.